Larry Richard, Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, Episode 21. We can all breathe easier now that the Winter Olympics in Beijing, China are done. I know a lot of people didn't watch much, if any, of the Olympics. Let's go back to even the Super Bowl. Sheila, did you watch that? Yes, until I fell asleep in about the third quarter. I watched it uh, at a bar, so the sound was down there. So I watched the game, but during the commercials, I kind of was hanging out, you know, talking to people. And stuff. So I missed a lot of the commercials. The one that did catch everybody's attention in the bar was the one where the barcode came up and looked like uh, the Pong, uh, the old Pong game. Uh, by the kids, that's exactly what right? it looked like. Yeah. Just back. So that got a lot of attention, and, and people grabbed their phones, threw it up there, and all of a sudden it was a, a some sort of a currency, cryptocurrency commercial. So it's fascinating. It did get everyone's attention in the entire bar because everyone's looking at their phones. After, what is that? Because what a brilliant, brilliant marketing strategy. Because when it came on, we're like, what is it? Like, it looked like they said the ping pong game when we were kids, and we're like, what is that? Is it, did something happen to the TV or the, what, the, the cable? Yeah. And it wasn't. It was <laughs> barcode. So it's kind of fascinating. Right? So I, guess, I think that might have been the best commercial then just because of that. Yeah, it's a new way that, uh, what do they call it, the Q code. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I fell for it. I got my phone. I got my phone out, and See? then afterward, I thought that might have been a big mistake. Uh, never know. <laughs> might have a bug on my phone now. Who knows? Interesting. <laughs> well, that's the thing now. With you know, because of the uh, pandemic, when we go to restaurants now, instead of menus, we got to do the barcode. That's it. Well, our guest today is an amazing young man, Jordan Rooney from Newcastle, Pennsylvania. He is the CEO and creative director at Jaster and Built Different Creative. And he is the first personal brand coach in the NCAA since the name, image, and likeness opportunities took full force this year. And who knows where it's going to go? Probably Jordan Rooney. He has been all over the world speaking about branding and talking about social media, including a TED Talk he did at the end of last year in Prague. Today I'm going to talk to you about the Internet, social media, which for the most part, most people say social media is a terrible place. Let's look at the critiques. They say it's fake, it's addicting, it's bad for marriage, kids are on their phones too much. There's gurus who are always trying to sell you healthy teas or fit shakes. There's the whole fake news issue. Ever look at the comment section of a political post? There's all these stories about influencers being the absolute worst. One of my favorites is when they were caught uh, taking a photo shoot on a fake private jet. See, everyone's always telling me how bad social media is. They tell me it's ruining our society. Now, do I think that this is true? I think there are some elements to it where, yes, there are some negatives to our society because of social media, but over 80% of our population uses it. You're not getting rid of Instagram, you're not getting rid of Twitter, and I'm not getting rid of TikTok because I can't get enough of it. So is social media ruining our society? I would say any major change or new technology causes people to overreact like this. It's not the first and it won't be the last. Let's look at some other instances in our history where people have kind of overreacted. There was underground travel, the subway, was thought to upset evil spirits. Recording music, they said it would kill our musical ability. This one's my favorite. They said the, the problem with the television is people need to sit and keep their eyes glued on the screen. The average American family doesn't have time for that. So as an America, but I know it's, it's world-renowned. Everyone has time for it. Any major shift or new technology just takes some getting used to. But we better get used to this one because each day our physical world merges more and more with our digital world. Things that we do, things that we do in person, 
we will now do online. People are done going into the office. They're working from home. People are done going grocery shopping. They're getting it delivered. And people are even done going to the movie theater. They're streaming it from their TV. And those kids who are on their phones too much, well, they're now growing up, and they're now having kids who are going to be on their phones too much. The past year and a half, the pandemic, has only expedited our transition into the digital age. And what I would say is, we got to see the good that social media could do throughout the pandemic. Now, there were things that inspired us, things that made us laugh. You got some good home workouts in. But beyond that, we were connected. We felt like a community in one of the loneliest times in our society. And that's why the argument I'd like to make for all of you, there's one thing I'd want to change your mind on. It's how you not only view, but how you use these social media platforms and to see the power and potential in brand building, in building a brand. Because it gives you the opportunity to own your own narrative, to become an active participant in change, or even just quit the job that you hate. Here's a guy that's going to take us to another level when it comes to brands. You guys are already influencers. Already an influence. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm already a big time Sheila, influencer. you an influencer? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not. Your daughter I, I is? Keep it, I keep it pretty private. Yeah, my daughter is with well, it's in the family. a gajillion followers. It's but in I, the I, You know what? I need to up my game a little bit. Um, you have 20,000 followers? Yes, I do. I have about Faithful. 400 on Instagram. I haven't even posted since about last March. That's I, okay, what I'm, it is. That's going to change as of today. you got to do more okay? than once I'm a go- year. I know. Bump I'm it gonna, up to once a month. I do Facebook, but I only allow a small group of 1,200 people in. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> some people may not consider wait, wait, I'm not in the group. What happened? I to... Yeah, I don't have an invite either. In my... Well, that's why it's inbox. a small group. Anyway, yeah. so... But I'm going to change that to starting today. Well, we're excited to introduce you to Jordan Rooney. Coming up, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland, Episode 21. Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Hyland. We have Jordan Rooney, who's the founder and CEO of Jaster, also a brand coach, Duquesne University, talking about name, image, likeness in college sports. And we're also now joined by Paul Alexander, who I've known for a few decades now, Paul. Wow. Appreciate, yeah. Appreciate you taking time. We get a little bit old? Taking time with the little people. (laughs) Yeah, taking time. Jordan, we were just talking about the fact that. You know, it's changed the landscape with this NIL situation in college. Paul, you brought up that high schools are next. Absolutely. That's unreal. I mean, it is going to be the Wild West. Fortunately, and Jordan can speak to this far better than I can, but I know there's a couple young people here in the state of Pennsylvania that are being denied NIL opportunities because we have a restrictive law against it. You know how Pennsylvania is. We kind of suck in a lot of ways. So well, you know that's one of the ways in which we do. You know in Pennsylvania we will never have legalized gambling. Do you remember that? Do you remember, oh, yeah. remember that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then they said, okay, we're just going to do slot machines to help the right. harness racing industry in the yeah. state. Right. And then it was a year in, they go, we can't compete with Mountaineers, so we got to get table games. And the next thing you know, here we are. Well, there'll never be legalized sports betting. That's another thing, Jordan, that's completely changed the landscape because there's so much money out there. But the there. world didn't end. You know, they all, it was it's close. they said it's going to well, be like the degenerate with climate thing. change. It's, it's cool. coming. Nope, nothing. Do, do you realize the, the city of Las Vegas was yeah. not able to do a come visit Vegas ad or promotion during an NFL game? Wow. The NFL strictly prohibited anything Vegas. 
Huh. Now they're in bed completely. The next thing they'll be bringing back cigarette commercials. So Jordan Rooney represents the young generation. He's on the cutting edge of this whole process. And this is just really the first step into this world because there's going to be changes with the NIL and figuring it out. Once everybody figures out how the people that are unscrupulous are trying to figure it out, they can help their school win football games. Well, yeah, I mean, and so speaking on the high school uh, issue, I mean, we actually were a part of coordinating the first high school NIL deal in the nation. Two kids from the Bronx, two basketball players are 15 years old. They're ranked number four and number 10 in the nation. And like, they're going to be like New York City legends. They're sophomores. And so when you look at that, like, you know, they live in the Bronx and, you know, everyone's making money off of them. And so we look at it from a societal impact, societal shift where it's like you have a big Instagram presence. That's a business. Right. That's that's having a business right now. That's a brand. That's being your own media entity. When you look at it from a perspective, from a rules perspective, if you're a high school basketball player in PA and you start an app, okay, and that app can become super successful. There's kids 16, 17 years old who are doing those things. Right. If that kid says, hey, this is my app, that app can't make money, or he's considered ineligible by the PIA. It makes no sense. Mm. That's that's where these roles, like, I get it. Like, you can always look at, like, you know, the the lowest possible way, to, like, the, the most negative uh, consequence. But I view it as you're actually limiting young people from being able to start entrepreneurial ventures. What, what is, how does it change the landscape, though, of high school sports? I, I mean, I just can't even fathom this. I'm, I'm just trying to picture what this would look like. Yeah, I mean... It the, the the sacred nature of high school sports definitely could change. You know, there you could see, you know, alums of Central Catholic doing NIL deals with certain players. But my argument to that is you're, they already you're, do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Is that out loud? No, it's unfiltered. Oh, we're it's unfiltered. unfiltered, Paul. Go ahead. Oops. Lean in. No, so one thing does is it, it forces transparency because now you have to you have to submit any deals that you get, any money that you do get. But I view it from the perspective of, like, what's the biggest problem here is that rich people are going to throw money at poor people. Like, mm-hmm. I don't view that as being a huge issue. What, what, what is the argument? <laughs> what is the downside? Because you're a high school player. We were saying the college players got 10% or less to get to the pros. Same with high school to get to college about 10% or to play college. So, okay, you're a high school kid. You get a chance to make some money and start your life? Or what's the negative? What's the, how, what, how what is things, it, what's the bad is, side? How is it different than, you know, child prodigies in music, acting, television, anything? At 12 years old, point. all of a sudden you can sing and dance better than anyone else. Guess what? You do it. You make a ton of money doing it. It's not restricted. Jackie Ivanko, right here I mean, in Pittsburgh. On on. Opera singer so at 10. We've had so many. Yeah, well, it's ridiculous. So... Where do you think it's going on the short term? Because I know a lot of coaches are scratching their head when how are we dealing with this? How are our players dealing with this? Because it it is affecting, especially in the bigger schools, the recruiting process. Well, here's yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like when you look at like WVU has has come out ahead of it quick. You know, they got the the Country Roads Trust, Oliver Lux leading that, and a few others. You know, they got Pat McAfee involved. Pitt doesn't have one now. So, and it's perfectly legal. There's nothing wrong with doing this. And Penn State doesn't have one yet. So when you look at it, if you're a recruit in the area, WVU's saying, hey, we've put together this trust and we're going to help you to get NIL deals. If you're a a young 17-year-old and you're looking at, okay, where do I want to go to college? Sure, the coaches matter. Sure, the playing time matters. But if a school's able to say, hey, when you're here, we have brands and companies that do NIL deals with you, that's life-changing money for you and your family. So it it really is going to be a matter of like, who wants to get out ahead of this? And it really puts more and more power and control with young people because if you're not truly like empowering them, if you're not finding ways to like be for them, 
they're just not going to go to your school. What is your background, Jordan, that you got so involved in this and took it to the first stage and you were the first guy in the NCAA to have this brand coach deal? So for me, building a brand essentially changed my life. I mean, I didn't know anyone that like had owned a business, ran a business, anything else. I just started making videos on Facebook about things I cared about seven years ago and, and grew a big platform. And what happened was, is by me growing a platform, other businesses started reaching out to me saying, hey, can you help me? And I was able to start a lot, an, an agency. I have 12 employees now. And from there, what had happened was, is then athletes started reaching out and they started saying, hey, you know, can you help me with my branding? And one of the first ones is actually Damar Hamlin from Pitt, who plays for the Bills now. So we rep him from a marketing perspective. And so we started working with athletes directly. And then when NIL came out, I'm like, all right, well, how's everyone looking at this? And every school said, if you look at it, every school did one thing. They said, we're going to have a tech platform. This tech platform is going to teach our athletes how to build their brands. No athletes are logging on to the tech platform. <laughs> what I said is, is they need a, a model that they understand. They all have coaches. They have a strength coach. They have a receiver's coach, a position coach, whatever. I said, why isn't there a personal brand coach? So I came up with the idea. Duquesne mm-hmm. loved it. And I think just the uniqueness of it, it inflated my importance. Like, it was like, oh, wow, it's so, it's so new. He's the first one. But – now you're seeing, I'm not going to say we started it, but we did, did kind of start it. I think you did. <laughs> Other, you say that you started it. No, go ahead and take credit because right. anyone else would. No, so, what's it going to look like, though? So an athlete will come to you and say, hey, Jordan, I want to make a deal. Find me something. So when you look at it, like marketing representation is similar to talent representation. So for years, agents have been saying, hey, athlete, we'll get 3% of your contract and we'll also get 20% of all of your marketing endorsements. This worked before social media because how much could you really market an athlete? You know, you could get on the phone and answer a call, but now that social media is a thing, Mm -hmm. we put a marketing engine around them. Like DeMar played at Pitt. um, Great guy. Yeah, he's great. Now he's with the Buffalo Bills. We created a Buffalo wing review series where we went and did videos of him reviewing wing places in Buffalo. Well, Walden, Walden Farms reached out and they said, we want DeMar to be the face of our new Buffalo Ranch. So we made him more marketable and DeMar's also very marketable himself. And then from there, that allows him to bring in more deals. So we focus on how you can take those elements of their personality off the field, off the court, right. to where brands are like, oh, wow, we want you to be a spokesperson for our brand. So that's essentially what we do. Where'd you grow up, Jordan? Uh, Newcastle. That's went to, right. You... Went to Union High School yeah. in Newcastle. Newcastle is uh, really famous for athletic you know over the recruiting basketball players Uh, well (laughs) and great great food also (laughs) this is long before jordan tanner for heavens yeah you got a lot of there's a lot of famous newcastle people right absolutely great area yeah so it's really fascinating because in our business jordan the four of us paul alexander sheila highland jim cran and jim's figured out probably more than any one of us Started his podcast. He has over 250 episodes of that. But building brands, we're being told, even though we're on terrestrial radio and traditional television, that we need to really expand our social media reach. So will you branch out beyond athletics? Will you be able to help people who have maybe a starter brand going and expand it? So we, so I have a, a, a regular creative agency. So some of our clients, we work with uh, the Andy Warhol Museum. So we, we oversee... Uh, their digital brand. Everyone uh, will be famous for yeah, 15 minutes. Right, exactly. Uh, <laughs> and I actually work with the Pittsburgh region brand as well. So we work with some bigger companies too. And I say everyone will have a podcast. It's just that nobody can listen because they'll be doing their own podcast. So you got to hurry <laughs> and like get to listen, but I'm doing my own. Right uh, yeah, now. right. I'm busy doing my own. <laughs> but that's great though, that you're doing institutional branding as well. Would you do individuals? I mean, I, you know, I do a lot of like 
hey, I'll jump on a call and like, you know, walk you through it. But right. I think what Larry's saying is, will you help us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll pay you. Do, we'll you do com- like you comedians. I, I wasn't going to pay him, but. <laughs> oh. No, what? Oh. <laughs> this is, is a great work, question. Does it work on commission? Does it work on commission or they got to pay you? No, no, they got, yeah, they got to pay. Gotta yeah, up. yeah, they they gotta, I would say when I was first getting started, yeah, I was willing to do it, but now, you know, I have a team of 12. You know, they got to feed, they gotta the, eat. feed yeah. the monster. Yeah, I mean, and part of it, too, is like when you look at it, we actually just received an investment for our, our sports marketing agency, Jaster, from uh, Mike Simon, who reps Travis Kelsey. Right. But, so he, yeah, so he's the greatest. Yeah, big Mike's guy. Mike's yeah, yeah he's, Mike's awesome. He's, he's pretty a, big. Yeah, Mike's, <laughs> Mike's, a, Mike's a great dude. And so Mike was a, a mentor of mine for the past year. And I was like, hey, Mike, I want to take this to the next level. So he personally invested. Oh, that's and, awesome. Yeah, so, for so you. that allows us to take things to you the next level. You mind me asking how old you are? Me? I'm 32. You're like prime time. <laughs> you think? Yeah. Yeah. I would imagine that it's going to continue to grow for you. But where do you think social media is going? Because like we were talking about, there's a push for us to do more and more. Mm-hmm social media but you want to make sure it's effective and has a in our case resonates to bring listeners or viewers in your case if you get big enough when can you start making money off a brand on social media yeah i think that you know influencers give social media a bad name like i you know i was speaking at conferences and workshops six years ago on social media and the thing i and i still say it to this day it's it's a tool just Mm -hmm. like anything else like Music, there's bad music out there. There's good music. Right. There's bad TV. There's good TV. Social media in a lot of ways is the digital embodiment of, of who we are in, in real life, in our intera- interactions. You know, people complain everyone's fake, but like, you know, I see someone I, I was in high school with and I'm like, hey, how's everything going? And I'm like, everything's great. Well, they're lying. Same thing happens on social media. Right. Like everyone, you know, it's still the small talk game. So how, how, I, how many followers does a person need to be considered an influencer? Whatever. So over ten thousand. So under ten thousand is considered a micro influencer. I'm an influencer. So, oh, oh hey, give Jimmy, twenty thousand. Give me some. No restrictions. Twenty thousand. Yeah. Wow. wow. I'm an influencer. I'm so happy to know you. I didn't you're, know this. You're on the precipice. I had no idea. Wow. Yeah. Are you making money off your? Oh no. Oh, wow. Well, so this is <laughs> This is where this is <laughs> Jordan. Yeah. And so now. A word from Jordan yes. Rooney. We're all ears. <laughs> yeah. So this is where I've used. This is like how I've used social media in a lot of ways. It's like you don't need to get a, a million followers and say, "Hey, I'm going to sell ads on my platform." You can start things like a Patreon. You're seeing Instagram is doing subscriptions. Um, you have Twitter's doing subscriptions. Like all you need is a thousand people who are willing to pay five dollars a month for what you what you do. The the, the problem. The, the good thing I didn't do when I started. I didn't realize you could do it till late. You could buy followers, and I didn't do this. And this girl that does our social media said, "Thank God you didn't do that. I would screw up." It does, yeah. I didn't do it, so it's all pure twenty thousand people. But it's made me uh, curious: how many people do a lot of people buy followers? Because you'll hear people that have no shows or any. You're, how did you get thirty thousand people? Follow? Yeah, I mean, a lot too. How well, do you yeah. do it? What my daughter's an example too. She has forty thousand five hundred followers. Well, she may have, I don't know, she may have bought kid. some of those. Yeah, she's a kid. She's Maybe, younger. you know. But what she, what she told me, though, is it's them? not really, <laughs> yeah, she might have bought some of them. It's not how many followers you have. It's how many people are liking and commenting yeah. on the content. The activity, is that yeah. right? Yeah, it's how, it's how engaged they are. I mean, you know, you could have, you know, 100,000 people who know who you are, but how many really care about you? And they so, don't engage. The yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's influence. I mean, there's people who have millions of followers who try and sell shirts and they don't sell any shirts because no mm-hmm. one cares. You know, what's, they're just what's, following. What's them. the percentage of people buy? 
So, I mean, when how you much, look how at real it, is it out there? I mean, it, but it really just depends on like how engaged, like you look at the engagement rate is a big thing. Like here's yeah. how many followers you have. Well, here's how much, how many likes and comments you get per those amount of followers. Mm-hmm. So the more engaged they are, the better. Like my, what I argue is like, it's better to have 5,000 people who love you than a million and not have any of them love you. Yeah. Right. Like you're looking at people who want to have much smaller audiences and they're more connected. Right. Like I said, like if you can get a thousand people paying you 50 to a hundred dollars a month. That's much better than having a million and saying, hey, what's my next brand deal? Or, you know, I'm selling this water bottle, like whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Like you want an engaged audience. It is, it's a much more impactful right. way to use social media as well. I always say look at the, the qualitative element of it. Like how many people are like, oh, I love this rather than like, oh, cool, I got a like. Or, you know, mm-hmm. this person just like for athletes, they just got the fire emoji in their comment section. Like does that really mean anything? Like they didn't care about you. Mm-hmm. That's it. Fascinating. We got to have is. you back. It is. Uh, Jordan's got to go talk about Super Bowl commercials on a national level. He's in demand. <laughs> I see on your home screen, legacy over comfort. What yeah. do you mean? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I got to put myself out there a lot. That's part of it. And I mean, you all get it. Like, you know, you yeah. put yourself out there to be judged. And I, I'm a big believer that like, you know, I'd rather fear regret than anything else. Like, you know, I'm, everyone, right. everyone judges you. Uh, you know, there's, there's a lot that you're going to be faced with in terms of adversity. But for me, like, I'd rather create a legacy that's going to be lasting and people are like, okay, cool. I, I know this guy, I know what he did and he left some sort of impact on me. What's the best cool. way for people to find out more about what you do? Yeah. I mean, they could check out my Instagram as J O R D O N R. And if they want to look me up on LinkedIn, but, but no like cold message trying to sell me something <laughs> on LinkedIn. I just say that all the time. It's miserable, right? Oh, we get that. <laughs> we, I don't we know. Does it work for it? Like I was always wonder. I want to ask someone like, has this ever worked? Like this automated message that you've sent to me no. and no. hundreds of other people? Like, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> It's about relationships. <laughs> sure Meanwhile, Jordan Rooney, Newcastle's own, the first ever brand coach associated with the university in the NIL world, the CEO and founder of Jaster. Man, it's great to meet you. Fascinating. And uh, we'd love to have you back sometime. Appreciate your time. Love to be back. Thanks, thank you. Thanks, thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Paul Alexander. Thank you, brother. My pleasure. It's Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, episode 21. More to come in a moment. Larry Richard, Unfiltered, Jim Cren, Sheila Highland, episode 21. So, guys, uh, really cool to catch up with Jordan Rooney. I mean, this is a young guy. I feel like if he's not now, he's definitely going to be a young millionaire. I think so. He's he's on it. Yeah, he he is on the cutting edge. Mm -hmm. He knows his stuff. Can you imagine where he's going to be in another 10 years and the, the following he'll have with all these athletes? I hope he visits me in the home. I'm in. Well, you're an influencer, Jim. You can't. <laughs> I go hope anywhere. he donates to you. To my home. In the, the, the home <laughs> you're, in. <laughs> you're an influencer. I'll so, a, yeah, I am an influencer. That's Sheila right. just got back from a trip to Florida. Where'd you go? What'd you do? I did. I was in Boynton Beach, and I mostly hung out with the older people down there, which I have to say was a fabulous time. Hey, Life's a little slower people. down there. I, I, yeah, um, got a little bit of sun. Although you may not be able to tell, you do got a little I'm still tan pasty. There. I'm pasty white. Yeah, you got a little tan going on. Well, no, that's makeup. Oh, but okay. yeah, I, I tried. Yeah, so you know, and, you're not a sun person. Though? You no. What, blo- what number are you use? Block. Oh, like fifty. What number? Are yeah, you? I'm a fifty. Yeah. What are you? Is that a pickup? I do. I, yes, <laughs> my number's. Tw- I do a twenty-five. Oh, oh, you're one of those. What? Yes, one of those. What? I like a little <laughs> color. I like a little color 20. Well, no, sometimes I'll go nuts. I will go nuts. I've done the four. I got to tell Whoa. you. Oh, okay. That's over the I've edge, hit, buddy. I've gone four. Uh, it's the way it goes. That's you, almost. I want to throw caution to the wind. Illegal. I'm I sorry, remember but... girls in high school would 
lube up. I mean, and they, yeah. they would with put baby oil, tin foil, yeah. baby oh, yeah. oil, and baby tin oil. foil. It was classic. I remember my aunt, when they like, grew up in the strip, and she had the foil, and the whole deal it was amazing, man. It's like, and she got nice, she had brown, toasty brown, like, you know. She strip on the strip? Like toast. Yes. Not, <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. And, uh, so, Sheila, you had a great time. I had a fabulous time, and then I came back to to Pittsburgh. And actually, it's what fifty five today, today it's nice. and, and rainy as we were recording you, this. Yeah, that's nice for you, Pittsburgh. You guys are down there. Well, it was probably like ten degrees here, right? Yeah, we were oh, down, it was really cold. So here. You did good. Yeah. We were down to single digits and feels like below zero. And then we had this little swing of spring. I call it the spring teas. I'd, and then back to winter. So if you're going to Florida. Sand in your feet, sunshine in your face. That's just a good thing, you know. It's awesome. It hey, we um, drove by Mar-a-Lago. Okay. They wouldn't let us in, of course, but um, drove by the gates, yeah. saw the palatial-looking place, and then there's a sign that says, you know, watched by Social Security. Okay. So, you're so we decided Walmart, we probably huh? shouldn't watched get out and walk. Watched by Social Security? Or, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, she was with the old timers down there. I didn't get my sleep there. last night. <laughs> Secret Service. What? So, it's one of those SS. <laughs> <laughs> Down in Florida, that's yeah. probably that's true, too. That's what I said. Right. What, what, what? Secret I used to Service. live there. I lived in West Palm Beach and worked in radio there. Oh, that would be a great Why did you leave there? Place. No, oh, hey, that's just kid, gorgeous. Okay. They yeah. painted sunshine. You know that world, Jim. Yes. But um, that'd be fun, though. <laughs> I worked at WIRK, the spirit of the Palm Beaches. I had an afternoon show, and then I used to drive along where Mar-a-Lago is in the beach homes. Like John Lennon had a house there. Yes, on we beach saw and, his home. You know, Rod Stewart, and realized I got nothing. So oh, I left. yeah, you, you know what? There, it, it just you can't even fathom that people actually live like that. No. It, it just doesn't seem real. So now you were on the right coast. Jim's going to the left coast. Our comedy stand-up buddy and you're going to the beach i'll be calling in uh and give me reports uh yeah san luis obispo about two and a half hours north of los angeles for the san luis obispo comedy festival and put 40 comedians west uh yeah i go out to the west coast every few months to stay with my buddy mark eddy very funny comedian we'll have him on uh and mark is so nice to me and i stay with him and he sets up shows so i'm sort of known as a west coast comic even though i'm an east coast as far as the national scene so I'll head out there. We'll do four days of a festival, which is doing a bunch of different clubs every night and, and uh, shaking hands and meeting people. It's just, it's just a lot of fun. It's really cool. And you'll see some Greg Hahn, some of the, some of the great comedians that are out there right now. That, you know, you'll see on Comedy Central, HBO, Showtime, whatever. That's Netflix. so cool, it's Jim, just, that you get to fun. do that. It and is. still talk yeah. to Fortunate. Sheila and I. I know. And you, you know what? And you I'm might, an influencer. You might up your Instagram followers. I might get a couple uh, more. To, Jordan yeah, Rooney's going to make you even more famous. It's, you know what I do, though? The reason I do it is um, because of the weather. And what will happen is I'll go out there and I will call you every day later when it's 10 degrees here to see how you're doing. Now, I'll know it's 10 degrees. I'm going to look at my phone. And it's going to be like 12 degrees. And I'll go, hey, Larry, what's the weather? Now I won't know it. But yeah, rub gonna, it in. And he'll say, how's it over there? Jim will go, oh, 72 and sunny, Larry. So, so that's why you can't believe you didn't call us. It was 10 degrees. Hey, I would have called every <laughs> well, day. I'm so sorry. That's but why you go there. I will text you pictures of my adventures. But I yeah. want to know, Larry, where did you go or where are you going? Well, you know, I don't have any current plans till the end of March. But the plan is to go to Bradenton. Anna Marie Island spring training. That's always fun. But will like, there be a spring training? Yeah, yeah, that's oh, the yeah. question. Maybe, yeah. the but I'm going to find a way to go anyways. That is a very, you know, that's a secret, that place. That is a lot of fun. I love that area. Bradenton area, 
I get an idea. It's awesome. Why don't we do a podcast down there? Uh, we'll do a couple from there. I'm, I'm we're are you, are even you if game? there's no baseball. I don't care oh, what's we could, no. it doesn't you know what? matter. We doesn't can matter. play our own game. Yeah, All right. Yeah, bring yeah, gloves, gloves. I am hundred percent in. I love I'm it. In. I love the beach. It's All fun. Right, well, I'm bring up I'm gonna go down to number two for that one. By the way, if you didn't <laughs> hear, check out episode twenty, the Donnie Iris surprise party. Yeah. At the twenty third at Vine down there in Southside. It was really fun. <laughs> he was, he was guys, surprised. Thank you guys for uh taking control of that because mm-hmm. i was just on a little laptop computer like the oh, old yeah. charlie's How are angels you feeling by the way great we didn't even ask you well it's larry <laughs> i'm so COVID. sorry larry's so in such great shape man he beat covid like nothing like nothing huh yeah. i'm like well, a he cyborg his, he had a donny iris bush to look at so he was, was all good that was hilarious that was great <laughs> and we want to thank our producer dick roberts who does a phenomenal job helping us line up these uh, podcasts each and every week. Safe travels to Jim Cren, and we'll check in with you from the left coast. I'll be calling in, guys, yeah. Sheila, always appreciate you. Larry, thank you. want to thank Jim Potolsky, who is our engineer. He's so much more than that, but uh, he helps keep us going, and he's the guy that's really responsible for this sound, which is really important Kinda in a key. podcast. Kind of. Kind of. Kind of. All right, mm-hmm. guys, that's a wrap. Episode 21, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland.